Welcome to Strike Deck Radio, a podcast focused on customer success and the leaders who are implementing best practices in our field. This podcast is brought to you by Strike Deck, a medallia company, and the Success League. Strike Deck is a customer success automation platform that helps CSMs effectively manage their customer relationships. The Strike Deck solution enables churn prevention, upsells, and customer advocacy. They use machine learning and predictive analytics to bubble up insights and alerts about customer health, sentiment, and engagement. The Success League is a consulting firm focused on customer success. We work with executives who are ready to build and develop a top-performing customer success team that drives retention and revenue for their organization. We also offer a certification program for CSMs and coaching for customer success leaders. For more information, you can visit our website at thesuccessleague.io. My name is Kristen Hayer, and I'm the host of Strike Deck Radio and the founder and CEO of the Success League. Today, I have two fabulous guests. Mike Sasaki and Marissa Carter from MyTech are joining me on today's show to talk about account-based marketing. Mike is the global head of customer success, and Marissa is the marketing manager, and they have teamed up to drive real revenue for their organization. Today, they're going to be sharing their approach and giving you ideas on ways to drive revenue from existing customers for your organization. Mike and Marissa, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Kristen. Thank you very much for having us. We're excited to be here. Mike, tell us about how you landed in customer success. What was your career path? Yeah, so my career path was... At least I think it was pretty interesting. I feel like I've been in customer success for a long time now. Um, Out of college, I joined a biotech company, which um, I realized very quickly I didn't want to be in biotech, nor did I want to be in a legal department. Yeah. So I started started looking around uh, for the next uh, next career for me, and I found Trisha, who was he had just started up a marketing automation company, and so I joined Trisha and mm-hmm. nine other people. And, uh, you know, my, my first task was to make sure that our customers paid and they kept paying. And I didn't know it at the time, it was 2008. I didn't know that that was called customer success. And so I kind of fell into it um, and, you know, I liked it and I was good at it and I've been in it ever since. Very cool. Um, Marissa, I know you're not you're not in customer success officially. You're in marketing, but tell us a little bit about how you got interested in helping to drive revenue through customer success. Yes. Yeah, so when I started my career, I first started in um, actually a sales role. So I was really oh, responsible cool. for drive. Yeah, I was responsible. Um, I had a monthly quota and responsible for driving a sales for my company. Um, it was a B two B telecommunications company. So I really got that first interaction with the customer there where I could really sit down with the customer, figure out what their wants and needs are, and then um, really wanted to be able to set the strategy and how we reach out to customers. So that's when I found myself super interested in marketing um, and found a job in product marketing where I was um, working for a company called FICO. Um, and then since then, I've I've just always been very passionate about putting the, the customer at the center of any marketing strategies, because I think that's where you see the most success. Um, and when I joined MyTech, Mike was one of the first people to welcome me, um, and I was aligned to his team to help drive revenue um, with our existing customer base. So we've been partners ever since. That's amazing. 
Um, tell us a little bit more about MyTech. What does the company do and how is the customer success team set up there right now? Yeah, um, so MyTech is a software company headquartered in San Diego with offices in New York, Amsterdam, Barcelona, St. Petersburg, and London. Uh, we have two main products. I bet you are a customer of MyTechs uh, without even knowing it. So our, our one of our products is check uh, mobile check deposit. So if, you, if you've ever deposited a check with your phone, you've probably used MyTech. Uh, we work with a lot of the big banks, probably all oh, of the Oh, very big cool. Banks. Yeah, and our other product is identity verification, which uses the same type of technology that capture technology um, using a mobile phone and we verify identities digitally. So a couple quick examples, if you're gonna stay at an Airbnb, um, you may be asked to scan in your uh, driver's license or state ID. And uh -huh. so we help these companies like Airbnb verify their end users, their end customers, um, just to make sure that uh, they are who they say they are and they can Airbnb can establish trust and safety on their platform. That's great. Um, how do you have your CS team set up there? Yeah, so when I first started, our CS team, customer success team was um, going through a kind of a reboot. So I was the first hire in that reboot. And um, the way we are now, the way we're structured now, we're a global team. Uh, we have five or so, six CSMs in North America and a handful in, um, in, uh, in Europe as well. Um, we've added a data analyst, which is super interesting that we have a data analyst on our team. Um, instead of having to borrow from other uh, organizations, we have one on our team. I love uh, that. All, yeah, it's, it's been really helpful, um, not only in reporting, but in um, really taking the data and analyzing it um, on behalf of the customer and you know recognizing some trends, some potential issues, some bright spots and being able to you know, take action with customers with that data, right? Uh, typically mm -hmm. you see that data analyst uh, sitting in, in another team and you have to beg, borrow and steal to get yeah. that access. Yeah, I've always right? had to steal them from finance. Yeah, there you go, exactly, yeah. that's super hard to do, right? <laughs> it is, um, yeah. So we have a data analyst, we have uh, or are hiring a technical account manager. Um, and so that is really gonna round out the team from a customer success, data analyst, technical account manager, standpoint. Very cool. So today we're going to be talking about account-based marketing. Um, before we get started, can you define what that means for the audience? Yeah, definitely. So account-based marketing is really a marketing philosophy or methodology. That's a huge buzzword today. Um, a lot of B2B organizations are trying to adopt account-based marketing. So how I like to define it is it's really when you define a list of target accounts that you and the sales team or the customer success team have decided that you're going to go after um, to drive revenue. And uh, the marketing machine kind of kicks in. So you're constantly surrounding these target accounts with um, messaging that appeals to them. You're advertising to them. You have uh, email nurtures going on. Um, from anywhere to where you show up on an, at an event, um, different kind of content syndication programs that you're running. So really any marketing tactic is targeted to that account list. Um, and you're really making sure that you're showing up for that target account list in any place possible. So when they're ready to buy, they know who you are. Okay, so 
to me, this is maybe, you know, I'm talking to kind of the customer success leaders in the audience right now. This is really kind of a subcomponent of a tech touch driven customer success program. So this is the part of the program that is focused on selling and renewing, right? I, th- I would say it's definitely focused on selling and renewing, but it's also just making sure that you're top of mind for your customers. Got so it. no matter what, say, um, there's a lot of data-driven um, platforms that you can use now. So based on intent or what the person is searching to make sure that your company shows up when they're searching on those things. Got it. Cool. Uh, so it sounds like from talking to you both earlier that, um, alignment across groups is really the key to making account-based marketing work. Um, how did you create that alignment inside your organization? Yeah, so that was a, um, a pretty intensive and uh, cross-functionally driven exercise that took us probably two months or so to get accomplished. Um, what we ended up with, first I'll start with what we ended up with, the outcome of that was really a customer journey map from uh, awareness all the way to renewal and expansion. So there's a lot of phases in between, right? Um, And then imagine it's a matrix or a table. And then along the rows were the different orgs, the different organizations within MyTech. And what are we responsible for each of our organizations? And so what we did was we met with different organizations, all of them that are involved in touching the customer from sales all the way down to legal and deal desk, just to understand who does what at each stage. And it was a really interesting exercise in that it was easy to identify overlap areas where, you know, one team thought they were doing it, another team thought they were doing it, and they were both (laughs) doing it, right? Um, And then there are other areas where we can identify gaps, right, where we weren't really delivering what the customer wanted. Um, So that was a great exercise. It took a lot of time, um, but it was supported from the top down from our CEO. And the outcome was this table or this map with the swim lanes and the roles and responsibilities. That's great. Um, I know that really the big partnership here is between marketing and customer success. Um, How important has that partnership been to this initiative? And, you know, what are the key components, I guess, of the partnership the two of you have? Yeah, I would say um, it's been super important in the customer journey and drafting it out. And Marissa and I work really closely in that. And we actually wrote it out during our sales kickoff, our annual sales kickoff. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. And so it was uh, not only was it important that we were interlocked in doing that, but we've been interlocked in, um, I would say, ever since Marissa started. So the first thing that she did, and she spends a lot of time doing this, she could talk about this herself, but it's uh, she spends a lot of time with customers. So the first thing she wanted to do was um, you know sit in and listen and visit customers and uh, maybe Marissa you can share a little bit yeah I'd love to hear more about that yeah so when I started the customer success team was super welcoming and allowed me to shadow them on a lot of their customer calls and meetings and this was great because it allowed me to really figure out what our customers care about And Mm -hmm. so that way I can bring that back into our account-based marketing strategies and our messaging Um, because I've had that face-to-face interaction with a customer and I've seen the questions about their success metrics and the different things that really mean a lot to them. I can bring that into all the different marketing tactics that I'm doing. 
Um, it also helped me in marketing. We a lot of times talk about buyer personas. So it really helped me narrow in on who our buyer persona was. So then I could approach this at scale um, and develop programs to really reach and cater to those buyer personas. That's fantastic. Um, can I can I ask you to share the kinds of questions that you ask the clients during those meetings? Or yeah. were you just kind of, sh were you shadowing and oh, yeah. kind of quiet or were you actually active in asking questions too? Um, so at first I was shadowing the customer and I was pretty quiet. Um, but as I got more and more comfortable with the customer success team, because I really wanted to, um, I, I think sometimes if you bring people to a client meeting, the, the person in the room will try and talk and ask a bunch of questions. And then yeah. that partnership with your customer success manager isn't going to be there. So I wanted them to first trust me and know that I wasn't going to do anything damaging to their yeah. account. Um, but then once I got comfortable and the customer success managers got to know me, um, I actually was able to ask them even questions about their marketing strategies because where they're going to market, um, because that can give us a lot of intel into what their product map or product needs are going to be because we do identity document verification. Um, okay. the, the coverage of our identity document templates um, has a lot to do with what where they're going to see a lot of traffic because of the, where their marketing spend is going to, if that makes sense. So I, I was able to then start to add value there um, as well as uh, work in partnership to help us drive case studies. Um, so it was a good way for me to come in, introduce marketing programs, and it's a way for um, the customer to see someone else besides the customer success manager having to ask for these types of things. Perfect. Um, so I'd love to hear from both of you, what has been the impact of account-based marketing on your customer base to date? So one of the really great pro, I'll let Mike touch on it from um, a customer success perspective and his metrics, but one of the, the really cool things that we've done is our identity innovator program. So what we found from our target persona is that there's someone who's really trying to move up in their career, grow, um, they want to share their thought leadership, they really want a community around identity because there's not there's not a place they can go to find concrete information or network with their peers. So from shadowing a lot of the customer meetings, I was then able to figure this out, um, which brought us to the Identity Innovator Program. So what we do is Mike will actually sit down with our customers um, and we'll do an hour video interview around the innovation on, in identity and the things that are hot and trending so that this, the individuals or our customers are able to showcase their thought leadership, their best practices, and share them with other people in the space. Um, and so since developing out this, this uh, community, we've really seen a lot of engagement with our customers. They're presenting on how they use MyTech at huge industry conferences. Um, they're willing to come and speak for us at our events. Um, they're willing to be on our blog. So it's really cool to see how this evolved and really created this, this uh, huge customer community for us. That's awesome. What results have you seen, Mike? Yeah, so for us, it's... Um... A lot of it is about engagement, and I think customer success teams tend to struggle at times with getting the right engagement with uh, with their customer base. And so, um, you know, one thing that I, I run a lot by Marissa, but one of the main things 
uh, where, where, where she helps me out and helps our team out the most is really understanding the persona. So there are certain accounts that are really strategic to our business and we're struggling to get in at the right level or with certain people, or maybe there are new people at a business who don't know us, like the, you know, the contacts that, that left. Yeah. Um, and so she'll really understand, or she does understand the persona and understanding how we need to message them, what we need to do, um, what events they care about, how we can help, um, or how she can help, or how my tech can help um, with what that individual cares about, right? Um, so that's been 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 really uh, that's been a lot of value to us, the customer success team, and and my tech. Um, but that turn that high level of engagement turns into uh, that individual becoming part of the community and bringing their company with them. Um, and then that turns into references. And then eventually these people leave because that's what happens when you're very successful. You get opportunities at other companies and then they leave and then they bring us in at those other companies. And so it's, it's a nice, it's a really good program in that way. And those are the outcomes that we see. That's fantastic. Before we continue with the rest of the interview, we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. Today, I'd like to talk about one type of consulting engagement we offer at the Success League. Customer success deep dives last between three days and two weeks and are focused on helping companies plan a customer success program tailored to their organization. Common deep dive topics include metrics and goals, hiring and compensation, customer journey mapping, and segmentation. Each deep dive session includes concrete deliverables like business models and annual plans that you can quickly put to use. If you need help with planning for 2019, a deep dive engagement is a great way to kickstart your efforts. Visit the consulting page on our website, thesuccessleague.io, for more information. I also want to mention StrikeDeck's new Customer 360 template. This free download is the best way to figure out if you're ready for a customer success tool. It is an automated spreadsheet that will help you keep track of all your current customers, generating an individual health score for each one. Quick reports can be easily developed through the Analytics tab, and tasks can be tracked on the Task Manager. If you're looking for a quick, simple-to-use, yet robust solution for your CS needs, StrikeDeck's Customer 360 template is the tool for you. Download your copy today at strikedeck.com. And now, back to our interview. So Mike and Marissa, tell me how you measure the success of the program. I'd love to hear both of your perspectives on this one. Yeah, so I'm happy to start. Um, one of the tools that we use is actually an account-based marketing platform. It's called Demandbase, and they provide us a lot of insights on our target accounts based on what their intent is, so what they're searching on. Um, and then they also help us display advertisements for our target accounts where our um, where our target personas are searching. So for our customer base specifically, um, I have an audience defined in demand base that has all of our customers on it. I have the intent data that we really care about along with our target personas. Um, and then demand base takes this data and is able to run it against our target account list um, and tell us what accounts are trending, what are searching competitors. And it's really insightful information to even to provide to our customer success team so they can see what 
what their uh, what their customers are interested in as they go into different conversations. Um, we also use Pardot for a marketing automation platform that integrates directly with Salesforce, which is really yep. nice because our customer success team can see which of their customers are getting emails to events that we're going to, um, marketing nurtures and all that kind of stuff as well. Um, and those are really our, our two biggest platforms that we use. Um, and what we measure is engagement with our target accounts. So we're really looking at who, what customers are engaging on our website, um, which customers are trending based on the intent data that we've defined. Um, and then we're looking at which, which customers are engaging with specific pieces of content um, because that really helps us understand what they care about or what stage they might be at. Um, and then we also met, work directly with customer success to measure revenue within those um, within our customer base as well. Fantastic. How are you doing this, Mike? Yeah, so this is probably the metric that um, a lot of customer success leaders want to hear. Uh, we look at um, retention and revenue, uh, okay. revenue growth, so basically NRR, right? That's one thing. Mm -hmm. But you have to do it over the right amount of time. This is not a program that you run for a quarter and you see retention and and revenue um, skyrocket, right? And so you have right. to set expectations <laughs> when you're yeah. rolling out a program like this. Um, customer engagement as well, a willingness to be a reference. So you should see the number of references um, uh, increase as well, right? Um, MPS score, of course, I monitor that and, and this is a big influencer in that. Okay. Um, and then the other one that's a little more short-term is just turning customers red to green. Uh, I rely and ask for help from Marissa um, when we're looking at customers. Um, I have a couple in mind that, you know, I, I, I was kind of stuck with. Um, we've tried a lot of different things, a lot of the typical uh, customer success tactics, and uh, she was able yeah. to help with uh, help leverage a conference that we had coming up in the town or in the city where our customer was. And so we leveraged that uh, to really start to turn them from red to green. And you know, the important lesson there is customer success managers shouldn't be afraid to ask for help from, you know, all different orgs. And I do it all the time. It's good to get a different perspective, especially with those that yeah. understand customers and personas so well. That's great. So into the weeds a little bit, what are some of the account-based marketing tactics that have worked the best for my tech? So I think one of the things that worked has worked really well for us is that identity innovator program that I spoke about a little bit earlier. So this um, really allows our customers to showcase their thought leadership and best practices. But then we we started off with um, a video and a short written blog and a Q&A type of written piece. But then we've expanded it to um, be at events. So our identity innovators actually come and speak at our MyTech hosted events. And this allows them to really network with their peers to bring this community to life and come interact in person. Um, so that's been really amazing to see. I think that's one of the biggest differentiated tactics that we've done um, besides the traditional advertising to our customer base and making sure we're showing up on LinkedIn and social networks and all those sorts of things, but really showcasing the identity innovators and bringing them to events and making sure that we help them drive content that, that um, sets them apart has been really cool to see. And I would have not been able to get 
as many of these customers on camera if it wasn't for our customer success team. Um, they partner with me hand in hand. They're okay with me reaching out directly to their customers. Um, and I always keep them in the loop on what we're doing and we are constantly strategizing about new customers to get involved in the program. But it's been a, a really good partnership to make it all come to life. That's amazing. Um, tell me about how you approach driving budget for this program, because obviously it involves a lot of time, a lot of um, tools. What were the key points in your business case to your leadership team to get the budget for this? Yeah, so I think Mike and I definitely partnered together on this. So we sat in a conference room and developed out a plan and we're like, okay, let's uh, do direct mail campaigns to celebrate major milestones for our customers. Like what can we send them if they hit a certain number of transactions on our platform? Um, and just constantly coming up with creative ideas together. Um, and then I think once you have the vision and once you create alignment with the, with the executive team and seeing the alignment between me and the customer success team, getting the budget's probably the easiest part of the whole thing because the business is bought into the strategy and they understand what we're driving towards um, and they see the results hand in hand. So it, it's just like that ongoing partnership and communication of what we're doing um, and then really just bringing it back to show the results. And I would add uh, one thing that Marissa does really well is um, after you know, after we get the budget, you have to keep the budget and you have to grow the budget, right? <laughs> yeah. And so that's, you know, that's that's really the, the, the trick. And you have to have enough budget to give you enough time to show the results. So one thing she does is she invites the executives to these events and to these different um, uh, marketing uh, activities. And so they get to see it and feel it and be with the customers and see the excitement um, from the customers, from prospects, from our innovators. And that goes a long way. You can tell your executives about it. But once yeah. you're there, it's it's totally different feeling it. So I'd love to hear what has been your biggest challenge as you implemented account-based marketing. Um, I think I'd love to hear both of your perspectives on this because I'm assuming you probably have slightly different thoughts here. So um, I don't know which one of you wants to dive in first, but I'd love to hear from both of you. Yeah, I can go first. Um, for me, it was um, understanding Marissa's vision. She always, she always had this vision. And she knew where we wanted to, where she wanted to take this program. Um, and so, as you can tell, there's a lot of trust here, and that's the key to any type of partnership, right? So we have that, and so I was a willing uh, supporter. I was excited about where she wanted to go, even though maybe I didn't quite understand it. As I'm catching up now, I totally understand it a year later or a year and a half later. So um, it was hard to get customer participation um, because. I think they did not see uh, the outcomes yet. You know, they didn't see what we were producing. But once you could get customer participation, the first couple, and they could see it, then they start recruiting others, and they're your biggest supporter, and they're super excited about it, and um, and then it starts to feed on itself. Um, so that was a you know a challenge that we were able to overcome, and that that's to be expected. Looking back, you know, it makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, and then patience internally being able to set expectations of what this program is and being able to, you know, take the time and update your management team, uh, communicate clearly what the ROI is, what it should be at this stage, um, and mm -hmm. just constantly, um, you know, communicating that and setting expectations, reminding them of what why this is important. Um, and uh, yeah, so those are the couple of things that I, I had to say. And Marissa, I'm sure you have a, a few more as well. 
Yeah, just kind of echoing off of what Mike said at first, it was a little bit hard to get the customers to buy into the vision without seeing what the actual output was going to look like. But that's where the the coordination with the customer success team was critical because um, it was the customers that really trusted my tech and trusted the customer success manager to um, to buy into it without knowing what it looked like. But once we got the customer participation and could send samples and show them where it's all hosted. Um, it's been it's been a lot easier to get customer participation. I think one of the other most challenging things about this was um, the change management that had to happen um, throughout our organization. We still are sometimes struggling with this a little bit because marketing organizations and a lot of companies I've worked for are driven off of leads. Um, and so to have to shift to know we're really going to focus on these specific customers and drive engagement with these customers and create really well thought out customer experiences based on this customer journey. Um, and really to, to drive that change has been a little hard, but I think with the support of Mike, with the support of our VP of marketing and, and even our CEO, um, this is his vision. So being able to, to all circle around this and, and get everyone on board has been good. Um, and we're starting to see the results pay off even more and more. That's amazing. Okay, last question on this topic, and then we'll go to the last question in general that I always ask, but what recommendations do you have for someone who wants to implement an account-based marketing program? Like, where would you say they should start? Number one, hands down, is with the persona. So start with your customer base and understand who your persona is, who you're going to target, and why you're going to target them. Um, And then understand what your target account list is. So who are... What's your ideal customer profile? Who are the people that you should be targeting? Um, and how can you get in front of those people? Um, and then from there, once you understand the needs and wants of the persona and understand your buying profile for your target account list, you can start to craft your marketing strategies or your um, engagement programs based upon what the customer wants. Yeah, so I would add um, you know, a couple recommendations that that I have and and looking back you know it's it's maybe stuff that that we've learned um, is that uh, the research is really everything and being patient but working hard at it in the beginning I think it's easy to get super excited and dive into okay let's start having uh, doing these marketing activities having these events but Marissa was really good at being disciplined around I need to get to know the customer first and so she spent months you know for her first couple months really getting to know the customer um, like she said, she would a- attend meetings either in person or on the phone, and she'd be silent and um, and listen and really watch how the persona um, reacts to certain questions, how they act in meetings, um, and that that's one of her superpowers is she's really good at reading that and understanding people. Um, so that's a recommendation. And and the other thing is just really being able to work cross functionally. Um, you need the support of a lot of different orgs to run this program. Um, and so you need to be able to spend the time to help educate and also invite these other orgs, you know, that maybe don't always get an opportunity to work with customers or see customers and having them in the room with customers is, um, it helps inform their own job, whether they know that or not, but it also just lets them, um, gives them access to the customers and understands the effect that these programs have on customers. I I love that last suggestion. Um, I think we don't do enough of that. Um, 
And I think that other teams appreciate that opportunity more than maybe we and customer success always give them credit for. Yeah, they so, always want to, they want to go see customers. Yeah. They want to hear what our customers are saying. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm at fault as well. It's, it's easy to just get caught up on, caught up with uh, trying to work directly with customers and trying to get this thing accomplished, right? Um, but we are the ones that have access to the customers. So it's something that if we share, uh, it, it does a lot of good. Absolutely. Um, last question, and I'd love to hear from each of you on this one. This is the one we always ask at the end of every episode. What do you see as the biggest trend in customer success right now and why? I'll take this one while Marissa thinks. <laughs> um, uh, it's uh, really what I'm seeing is the first, well, let me back up. So when I first joined my tech, and this is common with year one of a new customer success org, um, your number one job is really to make sense of what's going on with the customers. You know, what what is the customer list? How healthy are the, they? Um, who should you target? What should you be doing? What are the emotions you should be taking daily, monthly, quarterly, right? Um, and then turning customers from red to green. Uh, year two is typically, okay, keep doing that. And then year three, and especially in 2020, um, you're starting to see the pressure or the expectation that you're going to be driving revenue. So your your job is no longer retaining customers it's retaining and, and growing revenue and honestly so i would say you got a lot of runway there <laughs> not everyone has that much time to to yeah, prove yeah. out revenue that, that, yeah that, that's a fair point yeah yeah it, it, three years is is a long time uh to do that usually it, it well sometimes it happens in year one but yeah whenever it does happen it, yeah. it will definitely happen and you can't do it yourself right and you need to partner with the right people and the right organizations, and that's uh, that's where uh, people like uh, Marissa come in. That's fantastic. What do you think, Marissa? What what do you see as a big trend in CS right now? Um, I think just from watching Mike and his team, like um, the ability to become more and more data driven and getting the customers the data that they want. <laughs> yeah, Mike's going, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and the the, avail the data available to the customer so they can really see the metrics and the impacts that you're having. I mean, even the customer success managers that I work with in the marketing space, um, I want them to give me the data and show me how the product is paying off and working for itself. So I think uh, making it more self-service to get the data into the hands of the customers is a big trend I'm seeing. Yeah, that, that definitely. I, it is a I good answer, right? Yeah, no. <laughs> you can't take credit for Marissa's answer. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> well, Mike and Marissa, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today. It was really interesting hearing about your approach to account-based marketing. And I know our audience really appreciated the examples you gave and the ideas. So thank you so much for being willing to share. Yeah, thank you so much, Kristen. Hey, thanks so for having us. Oh, no problem. If someone wanted to get in touch with you, what would be the best way for them to do that? Um, we're both on LinkedIn. Mike okay. Mike Sasaki, and then I'm Marissa Carter at MyTech, M-I-T-E-K. Okay. Awesome. I also want to thank our sponsors, Strike Deck and the Success League. To learn more about Strike Deck, you can visit strikedeck.com and follow Strike Deck on LinkedIn or at Strike Deck on Twitter. To find out more about the Success League, please visit our website, thesuccessleague.io, and follow the Success League on LinkedIn or at TSL Customers on Twitter. 
To get all of the latest episodes, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, anywhere else you get your podcasts. And finally, thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us next time.